right there. I don't trust these hoes at all. But that's just a result of me paying attention to all these women that think like men with the same intentions. Talking strippers and models that try to gain attention. Even a couple porn stars that I'm ashamed to mention. But we and we're back. This is Dump on the Ump. Season 4, episode 14. Thank you for listening. From Champaign, Illinois, my name is Joel. Fellas, will you go ahead and introduce yourselves? I'm Sam. I'm uh, calling in here from Brooklyn, New York. And I'm Eli, coming at you from Little Roadie. And, gentlemen, baseball is back. Oh. Finally. Yeah, about time. About time. <laughs> it's been the end of a long, long, lonely winter, and finally, baseball is back, even though there's still snow on the ground. Is there still snow on the ground where you are? It snowed yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. That was ridiculous. <coughs> it, it promptly melted immediately. Yeah, opening day for the Yankees uh, was canceled on account of snow yesterday, as yeah. I do believe the, Net, the Mets as well, right? Yeah, both teams, Mets and Yankees. Yeah, White Sox got canceled at Kansas City on their third game of the season. Due to on snow? Kind of snow? Due to snow, yeah. Oh, Kansas yeah. City. Kansas City, yeah, it snowed. We got three to five inches here in Champaign. So they must have gotten close close to that in Kansas City also. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't noticed yet, this is ostensibly a baseball podcast. We talk about baseball, among other things, sports in general. And for the last couple of months, we've really been scrapping the bottom of the barrel to come up with entertaining and hilarious topics for y'all to listen to. Uh, which we have. Which we have. We've done a pretty good job. Heavy on the Quidditch. Um, yeah, this week in the Quidditch corner. <laughs> <laughs> but we got it done. Oh, speaking of which, the finals, I think, are two weeks from now. Um, I want to thank finals. the Quidditch finals in Texas. No, they're, they're, I think they're this week. Oh, we'll weekend. have to look that up. I'll, I will look that up in a second. Yeah. I want to thank everybody who listened to last week's episode where we talked about, um, oh, what was that sport? What the fuck is Bundy? Bandy. 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 <laughs> National sport of Russia. And National sport of getting drunk and wrestling on ice. Yeah. New rubber band. <laughs> Human rubber band swing. Yeah, shots. I actually... <laughs> I actually don't remember what the actual sport of bandy is. All I remember is my interpretation of it, where it's two people stretching a giant rubber band until one of them chickens out, and let's go. Uh, so if you haven't checked out last week's episode, you should check that out. Also has our preseason predictions, which I want to talk a little bit about also, because uh, some of them are looking smarter than others. Mostly you guys are Let's- looking smarter than mine. <laughs> What is Cincinnati six and zero right now? Oh no, I don't think it's. Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, so thanks to everybody who listened last week. We got you know the regulars: Portland, Oregon; Champaign, Illinois; Brookline, Massachusetts; um, Eastern Maryland; Chicago, Illinois; 
We also got some good international listeners. Um, Kemun, Germany. Go, go Deutschland. The fighting Deutschmarks. The fighting Deutschmarks. <laughs> um, Asquith, Australia. Non-Thailand. Non, as in not, as in somewhere other than Thailand? N-A-N, Thailand. Ah, don't know. No, I'm, no, no. Do you like? There you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, we should definitely increase our Thai listening audience. Uh, Fellbridge, United <clears throat> Kingdom. Oh, hey, Philadelphia, PA. Uh, congratulations, right. Philadelphia. Villanova Wildcats um, giving Philadelphia their second championship of the calendar year. So they are. Villanova. Villanova. College basketball. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Did you guys watch either of those games? Either of any of the Final Four? Uh, you know, I actually did not watch a single minute of March Madness tournament this year. I feel pretty good about it. Yeah. Probably the right decision. But they just... Ab- wait, 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 wait a minute. Sam, you and I watched bits and pieces of the Final Four this weekend together. <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, right. That's true. I, I believe I was complaining heavily the entire time. <laughs> I just had to fact check you in real time. <laughs> no, that's true. I forgot about that. Which game? Yeah. Uh, uh, over in Kansas. Yeah. That game was brutal. I was watching that game. It was game. like a, such a garbage game. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> it was as like a garbage game. It was like long over, and everyone wanted to watch it. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Why are we even wasting our time with this stupid game? <laughs> yeah, that was a massacre. And that was, I don't know. It was not entertaining. But it was. No. No, it was not entertaining. College sports are not entertaining. No. I like football, but that's because I'm a fucking sadist. Right. Yeah. Um, but hey, congratulations, Philadelphia. New new title town. Here we go. Uh, what was their first title, though? The Eagles. Oh, right. Yeah. That, one, that one's a little more important, I think. <laughs> I don't right. think anyone's going to be burning down... Chris goed up street lamps over Villanova's win, but who knows? They're getting soft. Getting soft up there in Philly. <laughs> it's called a title burnout, actually. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, New England is... Like exactly, in Boston, nobody even flips cop cars over anymore. <laughs> oh, um, just another... Yeah. Oh, another world championship. Pass the baked beans, please. Doesn't even make the front page of the newspaper. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, So everybody, uh, thanks so much for listening last week. Uh, Listen, if you didn't, go there, listen to us. Find us on social media, WordPress, iTunes, SoundCloud, we got a mean Twitter account also. We do have a mean Twitter account. I've got if some you, things. If you want Joel to troll you on Twitter, just tweet at us. <laughs> yes. 
and he will tear you apart. <laughs> <laughs> getting getting pretty good at that. Um, yeah. God, what we we lose we lose followers faster than we can get them because Joel just like is so mean to everybody. Well, that <laughs> we keep insulting people who actually listen to us. Maybe we should stop doing that. The real question is whether or not does Joe West have a, a Twitter handle? Oh, oh, I'm sure he does. Speaking, okay, speaking of Twitter though, before we get off of the Final Four, were you following Joel Embiid on Twitter? I don't know who that is. Joel Embiid, uh, who uh, plays for the Philadelphia 76ers, and he uh-huh. had a, a retina dislodged, so he's going Ouch. into surgery, yeah. Um, By his own player, right? I believe so. I don't know. Really? By his own player? That would yeah, I think it was Fultz, that rookie who got the yips, <laughs> and then came, he finally made it back into the lineup, and one of the first things he did is knock out their best player's <laughs> eyeball. <laughs> that, that sounds so painful. Yeah. He, he was being pretty hilarious, but apparently he was high post-surgery watching this basketball game, and he went to, oh, Can- boy. He went to Kansas... And so I was rooting for the Jayhawks. I was just tweeting hilarious things about, am I high or is this really happening? And then the best part was he was just like, oh, God, he asked Rihanna out. On Twitter? On Twitter, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we, uh, it was classic. It was hilarious. He's what did she say? I don't think she responded. I think she's actually too big and important. She probably does not follow Joel Embiid, who is merely a star NBA player. Yeah. Yeah. She probably has a lot of Twitter followers. Yeah, I bet she has a lot of Twitter followers. She probably has a lot of superstars that ask her out, too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If, If I was to guess how many Twitter followers she had, I would guess a fucking shitload. Yeah. <clears throat> you want to know the exact number? That's what I was just. Three point two million. Ooh. No. Uh, no, no, no. I bet it's more. Thirty-two point two million. <clears throat> she oh, has eighty-six point nine followers. A million yeah. followers. Eighty-six point nine followers. The last one is missing a foot. <laughs> Twitter is highly specific about how it counts its its followers. 86.9 million. How many followers do we have, Joel? 72. Like, 72? Yeah. Shit. Yeah, we, are, we, got, we got a ways to go. <laughs> to that Rihanna status. She almost single-handedly... Somebody, somebody beg- asked Rihanna out right now. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> she almost single-handedly bankrupted Instagram last week. She's got... No, Snapchat. Was oh, it? Snapchat. You're right. Snapchat. That was pretty funny. Uh, yeah. Uh, it was her and Kendall Jenner. Oh, really? I didn't know that. I knew that. It was because well, they Kendall, were... Kendall Jenner was like, Snapchat is dead. I don't even use my Snapchat anymore. And then Rihanna was like, delete your Snapchat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you should delete your Snapchat. I should delete my Snapchat. I don't even understand it. People... You should do everything that Rihanna tells you to do. <laughs> I will. I will. I will do everything Rihanna tells me to do. 
Are we following her on Twitter? No, should we? Yeah, probably. Yeah, okay. I'll follow her. In case there's some, there's some orders out there that we haven't heard yet. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> nice. Nice. All right, we are officially about to follow... Hold on. Yes. We are her 86,900,000 followers. Something Damn, 900,001 now. Yeah. You're welcome, Rihanna. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully she follows us back. Right. I bet she will. Hopefully I'm she pretty sure that notification just... I'm sure that notification just came up on her phone and she was like, yes, finally. <laughs> she said, yes, I've made it. <laughs> uh, you're welcome. You're welcome, Rihanna. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but thank God college basketball is over. So now yeah, we can hear. Yeah. On to Quidditch. I mean, <laughs> baseball. <laughs> yeah, so here's what I realized. Let me tell you a story. Um, so I've got PlayStation View on Roku. Uh huh. And about. A week ago... Oh, wait, hold on. Can we back that up? Yeah. I, I have no clue what that is. It's streaming TV. Okay. And so Roku is the little device that you attach... Not Roku. I just don't know yeah. what PlayStation View is. I oh, thought it's PlayStation Play... was like a video game thing. Yeah, no, it's PlayStation streaming video service. It, uh-huh. It's instead of cable, right? That's what I have instead right. of cable. So about a week ago, my dog chewed up my Roku remote. <laughs> so I couldn't use it. Your dog takes everything you love, huh? <laughs> he really does. <laughs> ah, goddamn dog. He's like, close the door to the fridge, will you? <laughs> so then I went online to buy a new Roku remote, and I bought the wrong one. That wouldn't work you know, you with our Roku. You can just download a Roku remote on your phone, right? That's what I do. Oh, I should do that. It's <laughs> like yeah, a Roku super remote. Convenient. Yeah. It's really convenient because you can then type in stuff you're searching for rather than like clicking from letter to letter. Well, does that mean my dog's going to chew up my phone next? <laughs> Undoubtedly. <laughs> I don't want that to happen. <laughs> That's also where you get your porn from, so I'm surprised he hasn't chewed it up already. <laughs> No, he's okay with that. Something, something about me watching the Great British Bake Off was just making him either hungry or horny or angry all, all at once. Um, anyway, so the point was, I realized that just the other day that I actually get MLB Network through PlayStation View. Huzzah! So, Sweet. I've had PlayStation View for like six months, and I was like, hmm? Oh, look at that. I can watch games on MLB Network now. But so not, you, so you're, you're telling you us you haven't done anything since? Yeah, but it's all on my phone, because I haven't been able to get on my TV, because my dog ate my Roku remote. So I've just been hunched over uh, my yeah. phone in my kitchen for 48 hours, drinking beer and watching... <laughs> out of market baseball games on my three inch by six inch screen. <laughs> I can't believe you didn't know you could download the Roku remote. No, I gotta do that. Should I go to the app store? I'm gonna do that right now. 
Yeah, just download the Roku remote. It just links in through your Wi-Fi. It's the easiest thing in the world. I mean, you should believe that I don't know lots of things, though, Sam. I don't know that I had, I've had had MOB network for six months, and I had no idea. <laughs> well, this podcast is part educational. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Also, there, there hasn't been baseball for like six months, well, so why would you well, have that? So, uh, exactly. That's true, in my defense. <laughs> you're like this. I'm defending you, and you're like putting yourself down. This is like I just feel backwards. like it's, it's like a backwards debate going on. Right now. <laughs> Wait, so should I pay the three ninety nine for it? What? Or, or no, it's it? free. It should Wait, be free. Yeah. Okay. See, I'm that sucker too. <laughs> you're like, oh, the one of them's free, but you have to pay for the other one. <laughs> Must be the pay one. <laughs> And then yeah. it should just you should just link it up to your Wi-Fi. It's like your Wi-Fi is running your Roku and your phone, and it should just automatically connect. Okay. That's it. Yeah, and then you can control yeah. any Roku in any house that you're connected to the Wi-Fi, which is right. fun if you're in a home and someone's watching Roku in another <laughs> yeah, room. You could just mess with you them. Totally take over control. Right. And I have no idea what's going on. Oh, nice. You guys, this podcast is so informational and educational. <laughs> I'm so excited. Yeah. It's like you got to get on your neighbor's Wi-Fi, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and just mess with their and then, TV. And then just fuck with their TV. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Mike, my neighbor. Yeah, Mike. <laughs> Fucking throw your glass grass clippings on your own damn yard. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, you just bought MLB TV, so now I'm coming over all the time. <laughs> going to make my dog shit in your lawn and change your TV channels on your Roku. <laughs> <laughs> my dog's going to shit Roku controller pieces all over your yard. Well, that's going to be the funny thing when we do go Internet of Things and everything is Bluetooth. Will I be able to control my neighbor's refrigerator? Sure. You know, open the door, turn the freezer way down. You just freeze everything in his fridge? Yeah. <laughs> Think of the possibilities. Yep. Turn the microwave a, on and off. That's how you build community. That's a good call. That's a very good call. <laughs> oh, your fridge is on the fritz again, Mike? I'm sorry, man. That sucks. Didn't you just spend a lot of money on one of those brand new computer fridges? Oh, damn. Uh, so, yeah, so I watched a lot of baseball this weekend, which was awesome. Uh, Four-day weekend. Didn't have work on Friday or on Monday, so I just, like, mainlined a whole bunch of baseball games. That sounds amazing, Joel. It was pretty great. Uh, was it Friday for Passover and Monday for Easter? Is that what's that the deal? Yeah, we had spring break last week, which was pretty great. And then we have this additional four-day weekend, and it's officially spring holiday. But yeah, essentially Friday for Passover, Monday for Easter. But now we don't get another day off until we, we go in the whole whole shebang, two months, all the way down to the end of the year. I'm a, I'm a teacher, by the way, 
for people who are wondering what we're talking about. Right. Mm-hmm. Not a student. Not a student. <laughs> Middle school teacher. A student of Quidditch. Yes. Oh, I forgot to Google that. Okay. So, anyway, we watch a lot of baseball. What do you guys want to talk about? You feeling good? You feeling excited? Well, tell us, Joe. Yeah, I'm what feeling was... good about the Red Sox. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely want to get into that, but Joel, of all the games that you watched over the weekend, was there any particular one that stood out above and all the others? I'd have to say Detroit Pittsburgh on Friday night, Friday afternoon. Ooh. Yeah, that was dramatic. Tell us about yeah. it. Yeah. So I forget what the score was. It was ten. It was either nine nine or ten ten in the bottom of the ninth. And Detroit got a hit and got what appeared to be the walk-off run. And the ump called the guy safe. Um, And then they went to review. And the review overturned the ump. And um, on... It really looked like the ump made the wrong call. I mean, no, not the ump. That the ump had originally made the right call. That the guy should have been safe and Detroit should have won that game. But he, the the instant review, you know, let's go to New York, called the guy safe. I mean, called the guy out. They went to extra innings. Pittsburgh ends up winning in 13 innings. And how many innings? 13. Damn. Yeah. Polanco had a three-run homer, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, so that was pretty now, devastating for the I, Tigers. I also thought that that um, video replay was not clear enough. Well, first off, he looks safe. Yeah. And then... It didn't seem even close enough for me to have overturned it. Yeah. And uh, so, but so it's it was kind of interesting to have such a high drama video replay already less than a week into the season. And later, I think it was after the game, MLB released some kind of cryptic message that what they saw was that the runner had been tagged before he started to slide for home. Which made even less sense when you look at the video. Hmm. There's been a lot of weird shit that's happened already this season. Just so much strange things. Yeah, what else? There's been like two inside the park home runs already. Oh, I saw one of them. Was Um, it uh, Edward Edward and Carnacion? Nunez. Yeah, and and, uh, Carnacion and Eduardo Nunez also in the first game. Mm-hmm. Of the season for the Red Sox, <clears throat> there's the first pitch of the 2018 season mm-hmm. was a home run. Um, there was this thing that happened yesterday, I think, in the Braves and Phillies game, where the Phillies starter <clears throat> was getting knocked around, and the manager came out and called for a reliever, but the, none of the relievers had been warming up. Huh. And so he, like, called in a reliever from the game, 
None of the relievers were ready, had even started to get loose or warmed up. Everyone was really confused. The center fielder came in, replaced the pitcher. The center mm-hmm. fielder did. And then they just took a really long time. And then the Braves manager came out, rightfully flipping out about what was going on. And then he got kicked out of the game. And <clears throat> nothing happened to the Phillies. Even though they like delayed the game for so long, trying to get this pitcher in there. Then, and that was the second time this year that the Braves manager has gotten kicked out of the game. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, because so, I feel like with the replay age, the, the times that um, managers get kicked out are even less. <laughs> yeah, no, Absolutely. Um, yeah, gone are the days of the manager kicking dirt on the umpire. Yeah, for a blown call at the plate, you know. Uh, I want to break. That's a whole oh, heavy, weird shit, you know. And we're like less than a week in. Yeah. Uh, I just want to break in with some some breaking news too. The Red Sox and uh, Miami are currently in the top of the 11th inning. And uh, Mookie Betts led off the inning and hit it to dead center. I mean, the deepest part of the park. And the center fielder made a grab jumping up over the fence. I mean, he didn't go over the fence, but he robbed him with glove over the fence. Of a home run. But then he was a real jerk about it because he... No one could tell whether or not he had the ball, and he was being nonchalant about it. And Mookie Betts was just like, with his hands up, like, dude, if you caught it, throw it in. <laughs> if you didn't, let me run around the bases. <laughs> he was being real cocky about it. <clears throat> huh. That's pretty funny. Anyways, just bringing some live, live, live news yeah. to you. Yeah. That's exciting. Um... The White Sox are down right now at Toronto, 4-7 in the top of the seventh. Chicago, actually, they won the the season opener at Kansas City. Um, The White Sox starting pitcher was James Shields, and Kansas City starting pitcher was Danny Duffy. Shields gave up four runs in the first inning. And I remember thinking that this is going to be emblematic of our entire season this year, that our opening day pitcher is James Shields, and in the first inning, he's already given up four four runs. Um, but the White Sox came back. They ended up hitting six home runs on that day, three of them by D.H. Matt Davidson, uh, tying the MLB record for opening day home runs. So that was pretty awesome. Wow. Mm-hmm. They they haven't been playing great, real great since then, but they did win their second game against Kansas City, and then the third game got snowed out. So uh, technically, Chicago was the last undefeated team in the American League until they last lost last night at Toronto. Okay, I would. I'm glad we came back to this snow in Kansas City thing uh-huh. because <clears throat> I don't feel like any place 
should be able to be famous for barbecue if it snows during baseball season. Now I'm just gonna go out on the limb and say that. <laughs> yeah, that's a good call. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like what the fuck? Global warming aside. Right, that's what I was about to say. If you're famous for your fucking ribs, then it doesn't get to snow in April. That's yeah. all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do they purposefully schedule games to try to avoid those early snow games? Because I noticed a lot of games being played in L.A., Houston, Tampa Bay, and Miami this last weekend. Do they do that on purpose? Um, yeah, the, the Red Sox, I, I can't even remember a time when opening their opening game was in Boston. I remember a few years ago, it was Seattle at Cleveland, I think, and that was in a blizzard. And I think that's when they really started doing everything they can to avoid those early um, early snowy opening days. But yeah. Yeah, you know, I think, uh, I, I think I learned this this year that uh, the... Every game, every opening day game, everyone who played an opening day game outside had the day off the following day to accommodate the possibility of a uh, postponement. Everyone who played indoors didn't have the day off after opening day. Oh, I see. Did that make sense? Yeah, I was yeah so if they were playing in the dome, then they weren't going to get... Everybody played outside and, uh, after opening day. Right. So, like, the Red Sox started in Toronto, in uh, Tampa Bay, and they have a dome. So they played their first four-game series straight. But everyone who was playing outdoors had the following day off. That makes sense, but that created some weird things, like with the White Sox. They played on opening day Thursday, then they had Friday off, then they played Saturday, then they got snowed out on Sunday. So they'd only played two games in the first four days of the season. Yeah, that's... That's... That's because they played outside. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. It just creates some weird aberrations where... These teams are going to have to make up these snow out snow games later on in the season at some point. Yeah, or they could stop whining about it and just play in the fucking snow. Right. <laughs> it's not like there's lightning. It's not like a thunder snow situation. Right. You know. Right. They're tough guys. <clears throat> right. I think that if you're getting paid twenty million dollars a year, you can play in the fucking snow. It's <laughs> <laughs> so cool. Um, yeah, I want to talk a little bit more about the home runs because, you know, the White Sox, they hit six home runs in their game opener. Who, the first pitch of the season was the home run. Isn't that right? Yeah. Uh, who hit that? Ian Hack, leadoff guy for the Cubs. Yeah. Uh, there's going to be, all the home run records are going to fall. What? But he's on my fantasy team. That's oh, why I know that. All the home run records, I think, are going to fall this year. It's just going to be crazy. There's going to be so many home runs. And Yeah, it's a real hitter's league out there. 
Two other things I noticed when I was binging baseball this weekend was the funny um, tendencies of local regional announcers. Like, they hate analytics. They talk shit about <laughs> analytics all the time. The other thing is they are insistent that the reason people are hitting so many home runs is the new angle of hitting. Not the fact that the the balls are juiced. They don't think the balls are juiced. No. They think they think it's launch angle. It's launch angle, yeah. Which, I mean, it it's kind of launch angle, but the balls are juiced. <laughs> did that ever get confirmed? It it did in five thirty eight study that when you look at after the twenty fifteen All Star game, suddenly people were hitting all these home runs and they dissected the ball from uh, before the All-Star game, and they dissected the ball from after the All-Star game, and they have very different cores. I'm going to Google that so I can get my facts straight. Hmm. And what is the launch angle? That's like the, the angle at which the ball comes off your bat. So the and idea like is that, that... Based on an uppercut swing? Yeah. Baseball players are making more of a golf swing, uh, uppercut swing now to get under the ball and lift it rather oh, than coming right. down on the ball to get the what's, you know the, the majority of the bat on it to hit it hard, which would create more line drives and more um, ground, ground balls. Yeah. But ground balls, it's like a much higher percentage of Balls in the air land for hits or go out of the yard yeah. than balls hit on the ground. So that's what they're teaching the players this, these days is to like try to hit the ball in the air. It also yeah. leads to more strikeouts. Right. That's like the flip side of it, which is like the where the anti, where like the kind of money ball backlash comes in is because in the Billy Bean mentality, the worst possible thing you can do is strike out. Um, but in this new home run crazy style of baseball, uh, it's better to strike out than to ground out, I think. Well, it's better to strike out as long as you hit so many home runs, because the best possible outcome is to hit a home run. So if you can justify having so many strikeouts, as long as you're hitting, you know, if you're getting Y, X number of strikeouts, but Y number of home runs, you can justify striking out a lot. Right. Yeah. That runs in the like, face of what Billy Bean is all about with the sabermetrics. It shouldn't, though. Right, but it's kind of kind of yes, kind of no. Yeah. Because it's like, <clears throat> metrics are also based on run production. Except for, that is like, if you can, that's all based on, if you can produce X number of base runners, you will produce X number of runs, you know? Right, but I think the worst thing you can do in sabermetrics is strike out. Yes. But the so, best thing you can do in sabermetrics is hit a home run. Right. Everything Although else... They, they do see a walk as good as any... Yes, any a walk. So, 
it's a lot about taking pitches, which is not what this sounds like. No, well, the best thing you can do is hit a home run. Yeah. That's the idea. That's the like, current philosophy, which also fits in to the money ball philosophy. Yes. Because that's the best thing you can possibly do. Um, I thought the sabermetrics was the best thing you could do is get on base. No, best thing you can do is hit a home run. Best thing you can do is hit a home run. Yeah, I see. Because yeah. that's like an at least one run automatic. Yeah. And so... Uh, and by definition, you can't get out. See, they like walks because they walk, by definition, you can't get out. You see what I'm saying? Right. right. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's where and a, that and a strikeout is the worst because you're neither getting on base yep. nor hitting home run. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't strike out because the the other thing is is what BABIP, right? Uh, what's that stand for? Um, batting average on balls in play. Right. And the you, worst the worst thing you can do is hit into a double play, or I guess the yeah. worst thing you can do is hit into a triple play. Yeah. But even then. I feel like striking out is almost worse because there's an element of luck in hitting into a double play or hitting into a tri triple play. Like, you put the ball in play, and then to a certain degree, it's out of your control. Right, but if you, like, hit the ball in the air, you're not going to hit into a double play. That's, True. like, part of the philosophy of, of like, right. launch angle thing. It's, like, it's better to strike out than hit into a double play. So if there's like a runner yeah. on first base in less than two outs, you don't want to hit the ball on the ground no matter what. Yeah. I see you what know? I'm saying. Yeah. Anyway. Um, players are getting permission to swing away if they can deliver so many home runs. That's, that's what I'm saying. Right. Right. Yeah. Because it's like... Even if you strike out 20 more times in a year, it's, like, worth it if you hit 10 more home runs in a year. Exactly. You know what okay. I mean? So how about this? Gene Carlos Stan right now is averaging five strikeouts <laughs> per game in Yankee Stadium. Is his swinging worth it? Right now, no. <laughs> how many home runs does he hit? One? Probably zero at Yankee Stadium. <laughs> oh, at Yankee Stadium, yeah. Because he's hit... He's hit at least one home run, right? Didn't he hit a home run in the in the season? Yeah, yeah, I think he. I think he has hit. Like his first, his first at bat as a Yankee was a home run. Uh, yeah, yeah. But they were on the road, right? At so, Miami? So no, no. At was that at Miami or at Tampa Bay? That was at Tampa Bay. No, that was. Uh, they started against Toronto. Okay. Uh. Oh, yeah, that's what I wanted to talk about, the Miami Marlins. Talk about that later. Um, here's, here's the article that's from 538 from a while ago, like a year ago. I'm sorry, you guys, I'm real stuffed up right now. Looking inside the balls and testing their chemical composition revealed that the cores of recent balls were somewhat less dense than the cores of balls used before the 2015 All-Star game. The new cores weigh about half a gram less than the older ones, which might be enough to cause baseballs hit on a typical home run trajectory to fly about six inches farther. That alone is hardly enough to explain the home run surge of recent seasons, but when combined with previous research findings, 
that baseballs began to change in other small ways starting around the same time. It suggests that a number of minor differences may have combined to contribute to the remarkable upswing in home run power we've witnessed since 2015. Blame <clears throat> Tom Brady. Tom These Brady. balls are perfect. <laughs> Tom Brady. <coughs> um, so yeah, so that's what that the the newer baseballs are less dense, which should cause them to fly about six inches farther, which you know is the difference between a pop fly and a home run sometimes. I wonder if if that's the case, then throwing, I mean, I, I can't imagine that that wouldn't also have an effect on throwing. Huh. I wonder if, because um, if you have a ball that weighs a half gram less. Yeah, you should be able to throw it farther. I, but I don't know, because it's sort of that balance. Yeah. Sometimes when you throw something that's lighter, you can't throw it quite as hard. Yeah. Huh. Like a wiffle ball. Right. Like yeah, like what the ball. That's an interesting point. So if they are indeed using different balls, it should be affecting the game all over. I mean it should yeah. be bouncing in the grass differently. If it's flying through the air differently, that means people have to gauge it differently. I mean it, yeah. it would completely alter the game, really, right? Yeah. Well, and if you're a pitcher, you should be incensed because this can be changing your stats you know, pretty dramatically affecting how much money you make in your lifetime. You know, if if you're suddenly giving up 6% more home runs than you used to, or since someone, you know, of your quality would have in 2013 or 2014, that should be a big deal, I think. Yeah, I don't feel bad for pitchers ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Touche, touche. <laughs> I just, I think that they're really babied these days. So <laughs> it's like whatever. Get yeah. over it, get over it, pitchers. You, you have a game where you have like twelve pitching changes, and it's like, what? You can't throw more than two pitches in an inning. I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm a purist when it comes to these type of things, though, so it may gotcha. not be the best. Gotcha. Yeah. Cy Young once threw 500 pitches in two days. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? I don't think he ever got Tommy yeah, John surgery. Throwing like... And now now people are like throwing 100 pitches, and they're like, oh, I'm going to protect my ass. <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of protected assets, oh, wait, I wish I had a better follow-up to that line. <laughs> There's like a brilliant segue yeah. except where you had nothing. Except I was going to start talking about the Houston Astros. And I was like, wait, that's way boring. Nobody wants to hear, hear my thoughts on the Houston Astros. Uh, but oh, wait, I don't know. I got one. I got one. Go for it. Speaking of protected assets. Speaking of protected assets, uh, I was watching the Red Sox game a little bit earlier. And <clears throat> something that I've noticed is that this is, what, the sixth game that the Red Sox have played? Yeah, they're um, Yeah, and the Red Sox have not had the same lineup on the field. Uh, they're four and one right now, right? Yeah, yeah is that right? Four and one, yep. Um, and they have not had Lots of game opener. Right, they have not had the same lineup on the field once. Huh. So they haven't like started two games 
in these first six games when they've had the same uh, the same amount of um, the same sorry starting lineup batting order whatever yeah. the same people on the field and not just the pitcher like they've basically everybody has gotten a day off in these first six days so why is it? Well, they were talking about it, and this guy, Alex Cora, who's the new manager for the Red Sox, comes from... He looks like he's 12. He's pretty young. Yeah, okay. He looks like a player. Yeah. He's not long out of the league. Who did he play for? He he played for a lot of people. He played for the Red Sox. Yeah. But he was the bench coach for the Astros last year. Oh, okay. And the Astros kind of, maybe not pioneered, but they were really strict about this... Uh, thing that they were doing last year where they just gave people days off all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, and so that's what Alex Cora has been doing this year. Yeah. But it seems like, you know, baseball is like a long season and they talk about all the time how, you know, people go on streaks or whatever. Uh, you know, they're, they only got the hot hand. They're like, so for example, Mookie Betts had the day off today. But yesterday, he hit his first home run of the year. And and you think that, like, maybe, you know, you leave him in there again today to see if he can, like, capitalize on it. Mm-hmm. But the whole idea with Houston last year, and I guess that Alex Cora has brought over to the Red Sox this year, is that just give everybody rest, keep everybody rested all the time. Yeah. <clears throat> and so that might be, that might be a, I don't know if that's a manager-driven thing or a you know GM, money people-driven thing to keep people from injuring themselves. But well, I like it because it disregards the idea of the hot streak, which I think is kind of important to disregard. I think too many people get invested in the idea of either being on a hot streak or conversely being on a cold streak, especially baseball players who even at the professional level, strike me as super superstitious. superstitious. Yeah, they are. And it yeah. might actually just help to get them out of their own head and say, no, I know you're hitting 750 with three home runs over the last three days, but I'm sitting you because it's your day to take a break. Um, you're not special. Exactly. You're nothing but you're nothing yeah. but an asset. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'm trying to protect you. Yeah. <laughs> you represent a monetary investment by the team, and we expect this much return on investment. Sit your fucking ass down. <laughs> well, and put and, you back in your shrink wrap protection. Uh, uh, well, speaking uh, of the Red Sox guys, yeah. the uh, in the top of the eleventh inning, the Red Sox went ahead two to one. Yeah. Um, and then in the bottom of the 11th, the, um, they're playing the, the Marlins. No. Triple yeah. Tri- A? Wow. They're playing Triple A Miami right now? <laughs> yeah. And Barnes, who was pitching for us, walked the first, well, walked two batters, and there were two outs. And then Maven came up and hit a long uh, a shot over the left fielder's head. One scored, the second guy tried to score from first base and was thrown out at the plate on a relay. And so now we're going into the top of the 12th, 2-2. Pretty dramatic. Damn, damn. 
The Marlins also played that 17-inning game against the Cubs last week. That yep. was fucking hilarious. I was watching... This is their third, third extra-inning game this year already. Jesus. <laughs> I was watching that game from a ball. That was Saturday night, right? Was that Friday night or Saturday night? And my friend, who's a Cubs fan, I was texting with him. You know, hey, come out and hang out with us. It was Saturday night because it was the same night as the Villanova-Kansas game, I think. And uh, he was like, yeah, 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 I'm coming just as soon as this game is over. And that was like <laughs> in the ninth inning. <laughs> and so, so like an hour and a half later, like, you know, <laughs> literally a second baseball game later, he finally comes out. And he was real drunk at that point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and sad because Miami won that game, right? Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. Well, they they don't need to worry about keeping their players fresh because there's no one over the age of twenty on their team. So, <laughs> right. So they're just like went out and got shit taste after that, and yeah. then were totally fine. <laughs> yeah. The next morning, they just woke up and ate like thirty six eggs a piece, and we're okay. <laughs> Teenagers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All the <my> boobs. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. So any, so here's a thought I had, and and tell me if this is an idiot thought, and I'll shut the fuck up. But yep. I was thinking that the NL at this point, at least, seems way more competitive and uh, like. There's more egalitarianism in the NL, whereas when I look at the AL, I see five or six very, very good teams, and then kind of a, a middling class, and then five or six real crap teams. I mean, I feel like the NL East, the AL East, is going to be competitive. Just between the Yankees and the Red Sox, though, you think the Toronto and Baltimore will be competitive? I think Baltimore at least made an effort to hang this year. Yeah, yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, I think you're right. But I think I don't think balance. Will, but I think that they, I don't think that they've like they've gone into rebuild mode. You know, I think that right. they're trying still. Right. I think also on balance, and um, it, you know, this could be different this year, of course, but. Uh, in years past, I think the trend has often been that the AL overall is better than the NL. Yeah. And so when you talk about some sort of equilibrium in the talent or competition pa- parody. in the NL. Parity is the word I was looking for, yeah. Parity. Yeah. Uh, that parity may still be below or equal to what you might consider the middling yeah. group of That's the AL. Yeah, that's a good point. So, yeah. Um, you know, I, they were saying today because you know they're doing these funky two-game interleague play. Um, <clears throat> so the Red Sox are playing Miami right now, and the Red Sox in the last—I can't remember how many years it was—but in their last forty games against the uh, National League, they're thirty and ten. Yeah, which is—I abs- mean. That's pretty there's no There's no parity there. Yeah. I mean, they've been better against the AL during that time, too, but not 750 against the AL. 
Right. Yeah. That's a good point. So you, you may be on to something that the competition is closer to one another in, in the NL, and I'm not sure yeah. that that's totally true across the board, but... Well, because, because so I'm looking the, at the three NL favorite, division favorites, I'm looking at the Dodgers, the Cubs, and the Nationals. And I've got pretty serious questions right now about both the Dodgers and the Cubs. I don't know enough about Washington or the other teams in the NL East to make a call about that. Like questioning their ability to carry their divisions? Yeah, yeah. Especially the Cubs right now. We'll see. You know, it's early, but yeah, Milwaukee is going to give them a run, I think. And the Cubs have some some flaws in their team right now. Whereas I'm looking at the AL, I think Houston, right now, I think Houston's going to win that division by 20 games. Oh. I think it's going to be ridiculous. Like they did last year? Like they did last year, yeah. It's a bold prediction. Yeah, okay, maybe 15, all right? Let me, let me pedal it back a little bit. I was being slight, <laughs> the central, I mean, slightly hyper. The Twins might give the, the Indians a run. The Twins run. might give the Indians a run, but my White Sox <laughs> and Kansas City and Detroit are all trash teams, you guys. <laughs> you you really are just penduluming back and forth on the White Sox. Because I feel like before the season started, you were like... Oh, fuck the, fuck the White Sox. They're going to be so terrible. Everyone says they think they'll win, you know, 70 games. And I think they're going to win 50 games. And then they won that first game. And they're like, this is the fucking year. This is it, guys. Yeah, the you said it's like... You said it's like 15 text messages between their first two wins about how this is the year. They're like, they have the best run differential in the American League. <laughs> uh, you know, I may be a little bipolar right now, but that's, that's and then you're, back, you're back to them being bad, is that what you're saying? You're like yeah. a tortured artist, but you're a tortured fan. <laughs> uh, yeah, what are they? Are, did they lose yet? They're down 5-7 in the 8th. So if they, lose, if they lose tonight, then they're 2-2, two and two, you guys, then they're back down to 500. And they may never. They may never smell above five hundred again. Last time they'll be above five hundred is going to be at two and one. Nah, they have no pitching, you guys. James Shields is their number one starter. He could not get a job with Houston <laughs> or like six other teams. Who else? Who like? Would the Red Sox even have a a spot for James Shields? No, um, no, no, not at all. No. <laughs> The Red, Sox, years. <laughs> the Red Sox have two of their like projected starting like rotation guys on the DL right now, uh-huh. and they've played six games, and the starting pitching has given up a total of three runs. Yeah. Who are their two pitchers on the DL? Drew Pomerantz and Eduardo Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. So are there any... Um, has the first weekend of baseball... Changed any of your opinions about any team so far? Has any team surprised you or specifically disappointed you over the first five games? I think it's I think it's too hard to tell. Yeah. Yeah. It. You. You can't. You gotta. You gotta wait until 
like the end of May, really, to yeah. sort of really make some sort of solid feeling on these on people. I, I you know, if someone starts out zero and six, um, I think I remember from last year, Toronto, which was an early favorite, um, started off the season zero and six, and no team had ever won the World Series that had started off zero and six. So. You can draw some, you know, broad conclusions from the first ten games, but yeah, if a team ends up six and four, seven and three, four and six, it's tough to say. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, the best teams are still going to lose what forty percent of the time, right? Well, yeah, yeah, it's a long season, ish, ish. Um, all right, we got about five minutes left. Left. I'm gonna try to keep us under an hour twenty minutes this time. Um, <laughs> nice. Uh, any anything else we really need to talk about? I got uh, some funny questions. But... Are we gonna talk shit about the Marlins? Oh yeah. Well, yeah. I just here's my thing about the Marlins, and we've talked a lot. Oh, I want to talk shit about a Rod, and I want to talk shit yeah. about the Marlins. Um, my my one observation I made about the Miami Marlins, right, and we've mentioned this a couple of times, that they are basically a triple-A team. Derek Jeter and his corporate business associates have gutted that team. And without, do like, they could have tried to have competed, correct? You guys agree? Yeah. Yeah. And they, they just said, screw it, we're going to slash prices, slash our salary, and just gift Giancarlo Stanton to the Yankees. So then the question is, how do you get people down to Miami to watch baseball games? And lo and behold, the the Marlins' first two opponents are the Cubs and the Red Sox. So on one hand, I feel bad for all those 19-year-old Marlin fans who, I mean, not fans, players, Marlin players, who have to basically be playing in front of away crowds in their, right. in their first six or seven games. <laughs> I mean, both. Right. Not, not yeah. to mention, you know, dealing with the child labor laws. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right. And, like, Cuban immigration, yeah. Uh, right. Well, yeah. They, the guys on the radio yesterday... Uh, of the Red Sox Marlins game yesterday, they said that the game before had been the lowest attendance ever at Marlins Stadium. Yeah, they're going to be playing in front of empty stadiums this year. Yeah, the right. the guys on the radio described it as a private a private game, something like wow. that. It was it was like playing yeah, in front of no like, one? If you can imagine when Kansas City, the Kansas City snow ribs come to town. <laughs> and, and there's going to be nobody at those games. Or the Milwaukee Padres. Those Padres the Marlins games. Yeah. <laughs> ridiculous. Right. Oh, did you see, though, the Brewers swept the Padres in their uh, season opening series? I like that. Right. Yeah. Milwaukee on Milwaukee brutality. <laughs> brutality. Oh, that's got to be their. Sam, you need to write a letter. That's got to be their catchphrase for the year. Brutality? Uh, like like Mortal Kombat style? Finish right. him! Brutality! <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Hey, Joe, I have you write letters for me, though. Oh, yeah, I'll write that letter. Because <laughs> you're just so much better at it than yeah. I am. <laughs> take a letter. Take a letter, Joe. Just, they won't take it seriously when they get my scrawl on the back of like a stained cocktail napkin. You know what I mean? Not <laughs> the ball. They're gonna like. They won't be able to read my handwriting, and then I'll get arrested for like a bomb threat. And all I said was just like change your logo. You know what I mean? <laughs> stain, stain bar napkin. That's your letterhead, Sam. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And I'll be like, no, no, no. I'm on the short list for the XFL. I'm legit. <laughs> 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 uh, if you're wondering what we're talking about, about, you should go listen to our last several episodes. <laughs> it's, it's, it's solid gold, I promise, ladies and gentlemen. It's solid gold. Um, okay, one more thing and then we gotta go. I fucking hate A-Rock. Okay, I hate Elon. I was watching ESPN, and he was doing it was it was the Angels A's. It was the Otani game, I think. Was it the Otani game? Uh, and I swear to fucking God, the guy does not actually understand how baseball works. Like he played fifteen whatever seasons, uh, guaranteed first. Ballot, Hall of Famer, broke all these records. I don't think the fucking idiot knows how baseball works. He kept trying to make the same point over and over again. This gets back to the angle of elevation uh, discussion. He was trying to make the same point about how he doesn't understand how the angle of elevation uh, theory of hitting baseballs. And that he's talking to all these young guys today and he just kept saying, well, when I was growing up, we did it this way. And the other uh, color commentator, Jessica Mendoza, she tried to tell him like three or four times, yes, Alex, that's because you and these other hitters had were stronger so you could put the barrel on the ball. Right. Because of steroids. Because of steroids. And she told him that three times. And she's like, these other hitters, they have to use angle and they have to use their hips to get elevation on the ball. And each time he just kept being like, well, I don't understand it. Back in my day, this is what we did. Right. And I was just like, that's because you were steroid brain angle imbecile. Oh. Was he like was he like mansplaining? Oh yeah, over and over and over again. Right. But then and she, she was just trying to explain scientifically yes. what the deal was. Yes, exactly. And he was like, uh well actually. Yeah. And then oh, God. Can you back up here? Yeah. I, Alex Rodriguez is doing ESPN commentary? Yeah, he's on the regular Sunday night baseball crew now. Oh, Fox. Uh, it must have been Fox. Fox, yeah. Yeah, yeah, my it's, bad. My bad, Fox. Yeah. Oh, Fox God. is the only network that will hire that freaking piece of right, shit. Right, because he's on the same... Wait, we talk, <laughs> my bad, I'm sorry. Because he's with uh, <laughs> A-Rod and Pete Rose 
and AJ Buzinski, the dope, the dope yeah. bag, the dope bag baseball commentary dream. The, yeah. the all-star lineup of Fox. Yeah. Right. It's like Fox News does sports, and it's like Ray Rice and A-Rod and AJ Brzezinski. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, that might be really entertaining. Yeah, I would actually, I think that a, a, like a reality TV show of A-Rod and Pete Rose and AJ Brzezinski living together in like a Big Brother style environment would do really well. And Ray Lewis. How about Wayne yeah. Lewis? They're, they're all competing to make a record for P. Diddy. Yeah. <laughs> right. right. And Pete Rose keeps writing country songs. You just can't figure it out. <laughs> I love it. Uh, that's, a, that's a pretty good fantasy, uh, not fantasy, reality TV show concept. Right. Huh. All right. Um, so and Barry Bonds is like and Barry Bonds. He's the host. Of the show. <laughs> yeah, he's got to be the one who gets to choose and gets kicked out of the house. <laughs> or Barry Bonds, yeah. Right. Or he's like the neighbor. It's like he's like the mean neighbor. It's like Barry Bonds and Michael Jordan next door, and they're just really mean to. Them. And Mike Tyson. <laughs> like they're just like bully A Rod and AJ Pazinski and Pete Rose all the time. Just like bringing their dogs over to shit in their yard. Fucking <laughs> with the Rokus. <laughs> yeah, Michael Jordan just like staring A Rod right in the eyes while his dog shits right on their like front stoop. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Oh, that's a great idea. Do, they, yeah. do you think they could get Michael Jordan to do it? Probably. He likes to gamble. They could probably get, yeah. get him in debt. So does Pete Rose. So, so does Pete Rose. <laughs> oh, my God. There's an episode with Pete Rose and Michael Jordan just go to Vegas together. <laughs> oh, no, not yeah. Vegas. Atlantic City or something like that. <laughs> They've got to go to Atlantic City. Right, you got to keep that budget down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they lose all their money and end up uh, I don't know in debt to the Kardashians or something like that <laughs> oh you know what we should talk about in, in coming episodes is the Supreme Court's making a decision on whether or not to legalize sports betting in all states oh Jesus yeah so we should probably talk about that <laughs> Alright, uh, yeah, we'll talk about that next time. Is it still the bottom of the 12th and the Red Sox won or lost this game yet? Uh, it's going into the top of the 13th. Ugh. Damn. Baseball takes forever. I know, it's so great. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> I actually started this podcast in the top of the ninth, so. Oh, yeah. White Sox are down. Go back. White Sox are losing now 12 to 5 to Toronto. Things are not looking good. No, not looking good. Yeah. They have no pitchers either. I got no pitchers on my fantasy team because the White Sox have no pitchers on their reality team. (laughs) (laughs) You only like team. (laughs) 
All right, guys. Hey, I, uh, thanks, everybody, for sticking with us. Uh, if you liked what you listened to, like us on iTunes. Tweet at me. I will troll you. Uh, I will troll Rihanna also. I will get Rihanna to troll you. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Joe will get Rihanna to date you. Little known fact. I've got an inside <laughs> scoop with Rihanna. Inside Avenue? Back, back door channel? Back channel? Back channel? <laughs> Anyway, I think it's just an in. I think it's just. I, I've got an in. I've got an in with Rihanna. So hit yeah, us back, up. Backdoor means something else. Yeah, no, that didn't sound <laughs> yeah. right. Coming yeah, out the of backdoor in with Rihanna is a completely <laughs> different conversation. Um, <laughs> like, like us on SoundCloud. Follow us on Twitter. Visit us on WordPress. One thing we should start doing is actually like blogging on WordPress. Right now, I'm just reposting all the podcasts. But if we actually, if you guys have any good ideas for, like, micro-blogging, think about it. Um, <coughs> and visit us on Facebook. Uh, again, I am Joel. Uh, Sam and Eli have been with us tonight. Uh, we try to do this once a week. And, yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Guys, any last words? Uh, our walk-up music was... Uh... Drake. John Carlos Stanton's welcome. John music. Carlos Stanton, who struck out five times. Because he struck out five times in a row, yeah. <laughs> we were trolling him with our walk-up music. Yeah, you hear that? Right, John exactly. Carlos Stanton. We, we didn't mention that. Uh, I should follow we him. You didn't John Carlo? You hear that? With a loser? Yeah. How's it feel? Yeah. How's it feel to suck? How's it feel to suck, <laughs> Stanton? All right, ladies and gentlemen, have a good night and a pleasant tomorrow. Jordan, my only role models. That's why I walk around with all this gold on. And every time I run into these niggas, they want no problems. Bottom sixes and chains, and some braces and rings. All of the little accents that make me a king. I never hear the disses they try and point out to me. But it's whatever if somebody will make it a thing. Oh, John Carlos said he booed after struggling in Yankee Stadium debut. Get some shake up, break the press, and shepherd like this. John Carlos Stanton booed after struggling in Yankee Stadium debut. Wow. Yes, you suck, John Carlos. <laughs> yeah.